Hey guys, it's DJ Jesse Janity, and I want to tell you guys a little bit about TrueCar. TrueCar is changing car buying forever. TrueCar helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Just in the first six months of this year, over 275,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Just print out your savings certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features may not be available in all states, but to see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. into the online broadcast network after buzz tv over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! La, 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 la. Madonna, all right, guys, welcome into another episode of Courtney and Chloe Take the Hamptons right here on AfterBuzzTV.com. We are talking about 12 Steps and 30 Candles tonight's episode. Exciting, fun, amazing, uh, on the edge of your seat. Um, all these other great words about television that people describe. You wouldn't use for this episode tonight. This show has bottomed out. We're talking about the most boring Kardashian season, series, whatever. Sterling, stop dancing, start paying attention. Turn it up. Turn up. Don't turn her down. Yeah, don't turn me down, Bobby. Listen, listen, we're talking about the most boring season of Kardashians of anything I've ever seen. That's why Fergie's still playing. (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to entertain y'all. So, and I know we've been getting a lot of comments from people at home on YouTube. Thank you very much for commenting. Continue to do that. But as they're commenting, and they're right about this, they they agree with us that this is not the most exciting season. Maybe they don't agree with necessarily that it'll get canceled like we've been talking about. But something, I mean, we took a whole episode today, and what we got through was Scott went to rehab. Important discussion. Yeah, but we already knew that. What we knew that. Mm -hmm. And... Courtney has a therapist there, and she's going to go see a therapist. Yeah. It took an hour to learn that Courtney was, oh, she might going to walk into a therapist. And, and Chloe turned 30 and got a new wrinkle. I don't even want to talk about that. We will. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that. I don't care about that. It was a lot of, this show is a lot of buildup. It's a lot of unnecessary things. We already knew everything we needed to know in the first 30 seconds. But with that said, we still watch. Everyone still watches. Well, because not they're everyone. Addicted to the Kardashians. Although they are getting good ratings, I know they got a million and a half last week. One point five million Americans watched this crap that they limped to the barn with last Sunday. I um, wonder how many watched crazy. this Sunday and hated it. But listen, God bless them because we do watch, and as much as we criticize it, we're going to watch next year the regular Kardashians. Yep. So who are we to talk? I mean, I can tell I can tell you over and over how much I don't like the show, but 
I'm still going to watch every week, and I'm still going to talk about it for 45 minutes after. So, but here we go. Well, yeah, but they should like today's episode could have been done in 30 minutes. It could have been a 30 minute show instead of an hour show. Every pretty much every episode could have been done in 30 minutes. And I'm just going to throw it out there. I miss Chris Humphreys. Oh, oh no! I miss Lamar. Even though he is an addict, like oh well, he's still a good person. I <laughs> That's guess. true. <laughs> let's let's hold off on Lamar and Chloe though. Let's start with Courtney and Lee Weinraub. I hope I'm saying her name la, right. La, the therapist, la, la, la. Sterling. Focus. If we're gonna get through this together, <laughs> we're gonna need you to focus on for us. I'm okay? here. I'm, a, right. I'm with it. <laughs> By the way, I realized they didn't introduce us when you guys were dancing. I'm Bobby. That's Sterling and Jesse. As Hi, always, everyone. Francesca's out this week. She'll be back next Thank week. You. Love ya. Um. Okay, Courtney. So she's going to talk to a therapist. I feel like we're covering, and this is obvious, we're covering what's already been covered on other episodes of other Kardashian yep. shows. Mm-hmm. Courtney doesn't show her emotions. Courtney bottles it up. We Courtney know this. takes it out yep. Scott. We know these things. And we are, the people who watch the show are the people who have watched the previous nine seasons of the Kardashians. They're the yes. people who know that Courtney is a bottled, she's in a glass case of emotion. Whatever. She's, she's like, not in a glass case of emotion. She's in a she's glass in a case brick. of emotion that hasn't a brick wall of emotion <laughs> that hasn't been broken down yet. Exactly. Um, but we all know that. So, like, to watch this over and over again, it's like we know we want a, we want to see her with a therapist. We don't want to see them talking about her going to one. We want to see it actually happening. This is an example. This entire show and Courtney's story in and of itself, because it's so repetitive, is an example of even in reality TV how you jump the gun too quickly on spinoffs. You have to have a story to do a spinoff. When it was Chloe and Lamar, that was a spinoff because Lamar was new. It was a different facet. We didn't know anything about him. We didn't know anything. These two girls have already spun off to multiple cities before this. It's (laughs) also they've (laughs) taken over quite a few cities. At this point, they took over Miami. Miami won't even let them back in. (laughs) They took it over so hard. um, so no, <laughs> you need another storyline to get a spinoff. The Scott right. rehab thing, not enough of a storyline. Serious, interesting. Hope he gets better. Not enough of a storyline for a season long spinoff. Right. Well, let's be honest. We kind of saw the previews for next week about him staying. He'll be in rehab for five days. Spoiler alert, or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. so he's coming home. Um, so we know how that's going to go. Nothing's going to change. The same thing, same old. Courtney's never going to break up with him. Let's talk about yeah. that. Now that we're Courtney talking about Courtney. is very stubborn. We all know that. She, they talk about, so let's just talk about Scott and Courtney together because that's kind of what's happening here. So oh, is, is Sterling Scott, just going to take over? Yeah, that? I think let's, well, because I want to bring <laughs> up Scott and I don't want to no, do, like, yeah. do it separately. So this whole episode was Courtney talking about how she wanted Scott to go to rehab on his own, make that own decision, didn't want to force him to have to do anything. And it's kind of interesting because Chloe and Kim are behind the scenes kind of orchestrating this whole therapy session for Courtney, and that's kind of forcing her into that situation, so that's not a decision she's making for herself. And we've talked about this theme on this show for normal Kardashians and for this show with all these, with the people who have need help, whether it's Rob or Scott or Courtney or Chloe, whoever it is, they have to want it for themselves. And we've said that over and over again on the show. They have to want the help for themselves, and no one can force them to do that. So, again, we're seeing someone else in the family setting it up for Courtney to get the help that she obviously needs, that we all know that she needs, um, but she's still not so open to it herself. She's not... She wants Scott to be so on board with getting help, but she's not on board with getting her own help. So she's being kind of hypocritical there. She's being stubborn. 
Um, so yeah, that's what I think. You know, and I will say this, and this is going to sound crazy, and I can't believe I'm going to say it because I've made fun of Kim for her multiple marriages and her situation. I've made fun of Chloe for her kind of randomness situation and her random marriage with Lamar. Chloe and Kim took the time and got well into their 30s now, and Chloe is approaching 30, and Kim into her 30s before they established themselves with a most serious marriage. I know Kim was married several times, of course, but a most serious marriage, a family, kids. Chloe is still circling that situation to try to find out that establishment as she turns 30 and beyond. Mm -hmm. Courtney did the opposite. Courtney went right into the family, right into the kids, right into dependability and consistency. I've always looked at it as, oh, Courtney's the most mature one because she went into the family thing and Chloe and Kim kind of screwed around for a while and whatever. Thinking about the way we've seen Courtney portrayed in the ep- in the season now, I think Chloe and Kim are actually More a mature. lot smarter. Right. Because they figured out, they did in their 20s what we're doing in our 20s. You figure out what life's about, you fail a bunch, hopefully you succeed a little bit, and when you hit 28 or 30 or 32, you're like, okay, this is what I want, this is what I don't, this is where I go. Yeah. Courtney never even took a second to think about that. And I know we don't know her whole backstory in her 20s, but she never took a second to think about it. She jumped in, she's had kid after kid after kid, because why think about your own emotions when what you can think? think about raising the family? Exactly. Yeah, and and I, but I also think that, you know, Courtney took that route because she wanted a family, whereas Kim wanted the career. Chloe, well, I don't know what Chloe wanted. Maybe she wanted that's the to point. be the housewife. Chloe, but Chloe doesn't know what Chloe wants, and that's a good thing. And right. Chloe Kim, wants a baby, and, though. And, well, she thinks she does now, but she's learning these things, but she didn't know. And Kim didn't really know what she wanted and went all over the place. Career, marriage, career, marriage. Took the career, now has the marriage. We'll see how that goes. You know, why? why wouldn't it work from what we've seen so far? But Courtney, it's almost mindless for Courtney. I want the marriage. I want the kids. I want the stability. That's great. The stability is what everybody wants if you're mentally ready for the stability. But if you're just wanting and having the stability because you don't want to think about your own mental issues, yeah, all the stability in the world doesn't make a difference. Doesn't yeah. matter how much money you have. Doesn't matter how perfect the kids are. God love them. They're adorable. It doesn't matter. You at some point will be confronted with your issues, and Courtney is fast coming to that point. Right. I feel like she's always, even growing up, because she was the oldest of so many kids, was responsible for all of her siblings younger than her, that when she got to the age where, okay, I can have kids now, then she started her own family. So that was just kind of a natural thing for her to always be responsible for so many kids. And we've known, and she's talked about this so much, about how many kids she wants. She wants basically a farm. She isn't about the whole lifestyle that Kim and Chloe kind of are about, so... I don't know. I think big family is important for her, but I think it's interesting that you bring up that's because she's distracting herself from what's going on with her. I think completely. And and it seems like she's a wonderful mother. We've never heard anything to the contrary. So she's a great mom. And it seems like she was ready for the kid. She was ready for that vacuum to have the family. But she herself, personally, psychologically, was not ready for any of this because she never confronted her own. It's like she went from being what you said, raising siblings when older Robert Kardashian, the father, when they divorced and then when he died, you know, prematurely, whether she had to raise siblings or be kind of a second mom or whatever. She went immediately from being a kid to being an adult. And now it's like, oh, I'm an adult. Let me be more of an adult. More kids, more kids. That's great. You never took time for yourself. Right, exactly. The worst thing for any of us would have been to have a kid at 20 or 21 or 22. No thanks. Not because we don't like kids. Not because we wouldn't have done whatever we had to do to take care of it. I don't have my own stuff figured out. Exactly. You're not ready in your own life. 
I guess because I'm from the South and everybody has kids young and gets married young. That we're all from the South. Well, yeah. You're talking to two North Carolinians now. I mean, so you should understand that, like, some people. I'm not saying that they don't have life goals or, you know, dreams and all that kind of stuff. It's just some people don't have like like we're here trying to make it out here. Some people don't want that. They just want to get married and have a family. I'm with you, but but some of those people, and it's not just people who get married and have families. People who decide what they want quickly, no matter what it is, don't examine themselves in all the possibilities. And I do see some people, and I have friends who had kids at 22 and got married and are going to be married for 70 years, and I'm like, how the hell do you do that? But for them, it works, and that's cool. But there are also people who get, <clears throat> excuse me, get married at 22 or who come out and try to be an actor at 22. Whatever it is on the spectrum, they decide they want something without really understanding the gravity of every situation, of every option, and without ever learning about themselves, and they get stuck in something they don't really know if they want to be in. And that's Courtney right now, and she loves the kids. Scott, right. She's not going to get rid of the kids. She's not going to do anything. You know, her, She's there with the kids, and she should be. But with she Scott, lives for the kids. She does. Not li- she doesn't live for Scott and or that's live for herself. You right. shouldn't live for the she's kids. She's comfortable with Scott. Like, she's too comfortable. She That's why she's never going to end it. She has kids with him. She's been with him for God knows how, what, how long? A while. Seven like, it's years. been like seven or eight years. Yeah. Like, that's a long time to be with somebody. And I feel like she's so comfortable that she's like, well, look at all the stuff that we've been through. Because when you've been through that much stuff with somebody, it's so hard to just leave them. So, I, I mean, I can, I really understand where she's coming from. So, I can't really knock her on it. But, I mean, like everyone sees from the outside that she needs to get out of the relationship. But, Really, nobody knows what goes on behind closed doors. Right. You know? Going, I, that's a good point that we don't know what their relationship is off. Who knows? Is like maybe who knows? But all the time she's on the phone when people are talking to her, she's talking to him. We don't know that. Yeah. But I really do wish that this show in particular showed that she cares about him more because it really just seems so. She just doesn't care. She doesn't come home to take him to rehab. She doesn't do it. And, and so I, I want to believe that it's not actually like that. She has – it's interesting to see how she's being portrayed or portraying herself. And who knows where that line sits between real life and producer life and right. what she's been told to do or pushed to do. But the way she's being portrayed on this show is kind of an ice queen. You know, right. I hate to use that 100%. phrase. But she's being very cold, very standoffish, very distant from everybody. With Scott's actions for the past eight years and with Scott's actions in this season, she would have every right to be the sympathetic figure on this show, and she's not. Yeah. So that should tell you about something, that we have more sympathy for Scott right now yeah. than for her. That should tell you that something's whacked off with her, yeah. that there's something going on with I, her. And I know she's fed up with him. But there's something else going on that she should be a sympathetic figure. We should feel sorry for the mom who's effectively a single mom right now raising kids without him because he's not able to. And yet, I'm hating her. I'm yeah. hating her more than I've ever hated her. She's always been my favorite. I hate her now. I agree. And I actually had a lot of respect for Scott, this episode in particular. Even after everything that happened last week and, you know, his bad decisions, whatever. Um, this whole season of this show for him... It shows me he's mature. He's making these decisions on his own. He's like, I know I have a problem, and I'm tired of telling myself, you know, tired of talking about all these problems and doing nothing to fix it. So I thought that was really mature of him to realize that and not only realize it, but make an effort to go to the rehab center. I don't know. Because, like you said, we do sympathize with Scott in this situation. And I thought it was super mature of him to go... Well, there's two things to talk about in this situation. The first one is Scott's point of view. The second is Courtney's. Scott's point of view upon 
the moment leaving for the rehab center, I thought it was a great decision for him to go before Courtney got into town. And he mentioned it. He was like, I don't want to Feel waffle. comfortable. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say, oh, I'm going to stay. I'll go later. Go now. This is tough, but it's right. Totally respected him on that yeah. decision. On the flip side, Courtney, I know you have your sonogram and your third child coming. And this is not your first rodeo. It's your third. You've had children before. I'm sure you could find a doctor in New York City. Something tells me there's a, a doctor in New York City somewhere. Probably. Yeah. Um, you don't... When Scott went through the pills and was hospitalized and was talking about going to rehab, you don't you, go to your doctor's appointment. You fly right back. Yeah, you get on the next right flight. Back. The next helicopter ride. Even, really. Listen, and, and Jesse, your point of how long they've known each other, even if you hate him right now, even if you're not together, it's the father of your children... I think you go right back. Right. I really do. I think you go right back to New York. I think you don't go to your doctor's appointment and you're like, oh, I don't want to know the gender. You know the gender, but you can tell me later. No, no, no. It's not an emergency. You can do that next week. Yeah. You know, you can do that a couple days from now. Go see Scott. But you know the clip that they showed where she was talking to Chris and she's like, I'm just not going to deal with it. I'm not going to do anything. I think that's what she. That's the problem. That's that's the issue. That's what she's doing. She just doesn't. She doesn't want to deal with it. She wants him there. She wants him to be a good boy. And none of their problems get resolved. Like, it's back and forth, back and forth, and nothing ever gets resolved. Well, and it's interesting that she's not really telling anyone what's going on. Chris had no idea what was happening. Um, Kendall and Kylie are like, are we not supposed to know? She's not being honest with her family about everything that's going on, and that's that's a huge problem that she's so closed off. And I don't know if it's because maybe it's too maybe too heavy of a topic that she doesn't want to even deal with it or maybe she might be a little bit embarrassed i don't know what it is but she's just not talking to the closest people around her about it and now sterling cates is our instagram investigator so sterling tell me does courtney have friends outside the fam a lot of her instagram is pictures of her like selfies and then magazine covers um she doesn't really post with anyone else and I'm sure, like, about it. I'm sure it's not the most dire situation. She doesn't sit at home with the kids 24-7. I'm sure she has a friend or two. But we see I'm Chloe's friends. We see Malika. Yep. We see French. Mm-hmm. We see other friends with them. We see Kim's friends. We see a bunch of people who have, who have been with Kim. Remember the wedding in the last episode of Kardashians? We saw a bunch of Kim's friends come out to the wedding. I don't really remember a lot of Courtney's friends appearing on the show. It's possible maybe they don't oh, want they're to. they're never on the show. She does Instagram. Well... When she had her uh, baby shower and that sort of stuff, she Instagrammed with a couple of friends I'd never seen before. But other than that, for the majority, she does Instagram a lot of pictures of her and Scott. She Instagrams a lot of pictures of herself. Um, but other than that, it's not a whole lot of outside people. There are a few instances where there are, but it doesn't seem like she has a big support group outside of the family. And that's what I'm saying. She's just isolated herself. What it seems to us, it could very well be false, but from what it seems to my layman's eye watching the Kardashians, she's isolating herself. So not only does she not talk, she doesn't have anybody to go to. The people she goes to in the family all have a vested interest one way or another in the relationship and are good sounding boards. You need your family, but they're also not the most objective. And if she had a friend who she didn't know through Scott, who was just some guy or girl who she's known for a long time, doesn't know her through the family, doesn't know her through Scott, and can kind of be a little more objective to just hear everything that Courtney's going through, I think that'd be pretty valuable. Yeah. I don't know if she has that. Sterling has offered. So, Courtney, if you're watching this, you and Sterling can have coffee and do yoga and talk. I'm here. Um, (laughs) She's there. (laughs) She'll Instagram it, too. Yeah. Um, She'll trade you a 1,000 Instagram likes for an hour of conversation. 
But that's a serious. <laughs> you're like excited that sounds, about that. Sounds like a great idea. <laughs> Sign me up. But that's a serious. When you isolate yourself like that, that's a serious issue. Yeah. Something tells me on some level. I'm no psychologist. I'm not diagnosing anyone. So don't be stupid. But something tells <laughs> me on some level that Scott is not the only depressed person in that relationship. Yeah. It's both of them. Every relationship, it's never one-sided because if that person's staying and, you know, they're both back and forth, back and forth, it's both people. And it's all about compromise. And you might not like something that the other person is dealing with, but if you choose to accept that thing about that person, then you need, like, if you're staying with them, then that means you accept it. Exactly. If you haven't said anything about it tacitly over eight years, that means you've accepted it. Well, and everyone realizes that except for Courtney. Everyone in the family knows it. Scott knows it. But so that's why they bring in this Lee person um, to hopefully get Courtney to realize it once and for all. What do you guys think Lee charges an hour? Seriously, it's got to be like $1,000 an hour. Probably 1000 It's probably 1000 bucks an hour. She's on like retainer to fly to them. They pr- she probably made ten or fifteen grand to fly to them for a day. Yeah. That's a sweet gig. To talk to Courtney to for talk, like an hour. To talk to Courtney about, you know... Problems. Well, and isn't Miraval super ex- celebrity I think exclusive? So. Yeah. so I'm sure she's making. I need to reconsider yeah, I my a... career path now. I'm thinking. And, 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 and listen, and I'm not. And I'm not saying celebrity problems are not real problems, but I am saying real people have trouble paying the rent every month and deciding if they're going to be able to sleep with a with a roof over their head or not. Courtney's problems are a little bit different. So Lee's got a pretty good situation going on. And if I'm Courtney, and I know you've never known any different because you've been rich your whole life. But if I'm Courtney or anybody, it's like, understand how blessed you are because she said it to Scott. Yeah, realize how how fortunate you are to be able to afford help. And then... And then it's kind of being thrown right back at her. Which is maybe the same argument you can make with Rob. Yeah. But that's a different story for another time. Um, But if you're Courtney right now... You know, Lee or not, I, I maybe I was a little more impressed with how she took the Lee thing. I expected her to blow up, like what yeah. Chloe thought, and she didn't. So maybe that's a sign that she knows something's wrong. But that's great, Courtney. If you know something's wrong, you got to go the you got to go the full nine yards. Yeah. you can't go two yards and say, okay, I did enough. Nothing's going to change. Yeah. How much? Like I feel like she got into that therapy session and she did like the same thing that she did on the remember like a while back. They actually showed one of her sessions. I feel like she might have done the same thing. Like, I don't feel like, you know, where she, like, kind of closes up and she'll, like, make excuses or be like, I'm done talking about this or I don't want to talk about this. Like, I just, I don't really see her getting much progress in that session. I think she was super annoyed, but she knew that the producers already knew that she needed to do the therapy (laughs) session. So she was just going to agree with it. And it made me, it made me a little frustrated talking about real people with real problems. She's a real person. We all are. I'm not saying they're fake or they don't count. But she's saying like she's saying like oh you know my problems with Scott you know and me being not emotional and not talking like it's just uncomfortable and I don't want to talk about it. People, <laughs> excuse me, people have very 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 serious problems that they bring to therapists. Years of physical and mental and sexual abuse and serious serious things, and this is her issue. And I wanted to strangle her as just a normal person who lives a hopefully normal life. I wanted to strangle her and be like, Courtney. Wake up. I know that like life is not perfect for you right now, and it never will be, but wake up and do something for yourself yeah. because you, it could be a lot worse. It a lot truly worse. Could. Yeah. <laughs> you, could, you could have a guy who, you know, you could have a total deadbeat dad. At least he's there for the kids. Yeah. It could be a lot worse, even in realistic situations. He could be abusing you, you know. He could be getting drunk and hitting you. 
You know, and there's no indication he does that, obviously, so I assume he doesn't. Right. We'd have heard about that, I'm sure. But it could be a lot worse. I think it's interesting that Chris has never been to therapy because I feel like that's right up her alley. I think Chris and Courtney are very similar in this regard. Yeah. Neither one of them wants to confront anything about whatsoever. About themselves. About Chris themselves. wants to confront everything that's not about herself, and mm-hmm. so does Courtney. And but when it comes to them, they're just closed up. And that's the same idea for both of them. It's right. like you'd love to talk. You'd love to gossip. You don't want to confront Another person's issues, when you're like that, you want to hear about them. Right. You want to gossip about them. You don't want to help them. You want to know what's going on because you're a busybody. But when it comes time to confront yourself, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Nobody gossip about me. Mm-hmm. I That's think they exactly all it. need a little therapy. Like, do you notice how, like, everyone, like, was snapping at each other? Well, not everybody, but, like, you know how Chloe would get upset and she'd snap at Chris over something stupid? Like, you made the comment, you're like, I don't even know what this fight's about. Like, I think that whole family just needs individual therapy. Even like Kendall. She wants to change her name to Kendall. I got a crazy idea. Maybe you don't raise a family on television. Oh, there we go. Hey, hey. High five. Right. <laughs> there we go. Thank you for the round of applause at home. I appreciate that. You can sit down now. Um, anything more on Courtney and Scott, you guys? No. This is, it just, it. this show bores me to death. Um, but the good news is... The good news is we can transition off. I'm glad we're here. It's our yeah. boy French Montana. What's yeah. up, girls? Yeah, was Can't French ever really Montana, tell when French right? is speaking yeah. French no. or so, English. Sterling, so. Sterling, I'm gonna talk about French Montana in this, uh, <laughs> this section here. So what y'all, what y'all think about my girl, my girl Chloe, my leaving. girl Chloe? Yo, <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Yes. So probably the most entertaining part on this show is just trying to translate whenever French Montana speaks. Was he talking in French earlier? And which one did you say? Yeah, I was like, wait, was that French or English? Because I I can't understand either. Whatever language it is, I have no idea. I I didn't know if it was that bad. And I went on like Wet Paint and Reality Tea and all these, you know, reality websites or whatever. And all the commenters on the Kardashians, (laughs) every single commenter was like, I can't understand French. I don't understand what he's saying. It's hilarious. Even when he grabs grabs the mic and she's like, ah, like all right, great, Chris, good talk. Chris, Chris has worked we'll her whole later. life. Chris has worked her whole life as a momager to be professional, to have a talk show, to to do all these things for her girls, to stand next to French Montana at Chloe's birthday and hear him go, "Yo, my girl turned thirty. Good, yeah, happy birthday, girl!" Like, Chris, did, you, did you notice she gave the toast on behalf of French? It was just so he didn't have to talk. That was really it. On behalf of French, I would like to speak in English that you can understand what he wants to say. Happy birthday, Chloe Kardashian. That's a great point. I'm sorry. I'm, like, tearing up. That's a great point. You, like, say that for, like, little kids or something who, like, aren't going to speak in public. You're like, well, on behalf of my whole family, French is like a six-year-old you bring to the event. Well, on on behalf of this little guy here. Well, he did plan a great birthday for Chloe. He did. He bought her a Jeep, though. Thank you. Where's the Maserati? Okay, we're normal people. We make normal money, which is to say we're taking PayPal donations for the rent this month, okay? But... We make actual, like, normal money. Like, we like we budget. Like, normal people who watch this budget. Rich people like the Kardashians. Hey, God love them. You earned your money. I think it's great that you're rich. But when you're at that level, French, here's a tip for you. When you're at that level as a celebrity like French and Chloe are, Sterling, if you, brought, if you bought me a Jeep for my birthday, I would, like, lose my you-know-what and go crazy and take this you Jeep and love so it. You are so ungrateful. Uh, no, 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 no. No, no, I'm saying I'd be grateful. I'm saying I would go crazy for it because it'd be amazing. If French buys Chloe a Jeep, 
That's a Maserati. That's a Bentley. Yeah. That's a Beamer. You don't buy I'd a Jeep I'd like to as think that's an inside thing that happened when they were in Africa and they I were hope. taking an old Jeep around and Chloe was like, I'd love to have one of these. And she probably Hampton. didn't mean it. And so she's probably like, damn, I'm stuck with this Jeep. <laughs> well, I think she and I like, can't oh, sell he it. <laughs> and he really just put a tax bill on her because when you give somebody a car, they still got to pay the taxes on it. So he really just gave her like a four or $5,000 bill. Like, I'm sure that's like pocket change like to her, maybe though. Maybe she always wanted her real-life Barbie Jeep or something. Just, just, and Jesse, you pointed out... I'd like to out, think this is a good gift. I don't. I think it's a terrible gift for, for their station in life. For our station in life, a Jeep's like a life changer. I feel like I wouldn't have shown it on the life. show. Chanel. That's that's what I'm saying. They didn't show it on the show. They didn't show a side thing of the car because it's a terrible car for these yeah, people. Yeah, I wanted to see a side shot to see if there were at least some rims on it. Or or, or I at least <laughs> wanted to see more of a shot of the car because that would have meant Jeep paid for it. To show how little they showed the car, Jeep probably wasn't involved. Yeah. Jeep didn't sponsor this because they barely true. showed the car. That's true. And then they didn't show the side of the car because it was pretty uh, not wow, fitting wow. their station. I mean, what is Chloe? Chloe drives what? What now? Not a Jeep. Like a she Mercedes she's, she's or a she's got like a Yeah, she's got like a G-Wagon. They all have G-Wagons. What a big difference. She's like, oh, I'm going to take my Jeep out instead of my Mercedes. <laughs> That's my G-Wagon. And a Jeep's a great car. If we said Jeep so much that it triggered some Google Jeep, alerts Jeep. over at Jeep, if you guys are listening, Jeep, I would love a Jeep. Jeep, Jeep. I will, Jeep, I will Jeep, Instagram. Jeep. I will Instagram my Jeep every damn day. I would love that car. But for their station in life, that's not an acceptable gift. Right. You've got to do better than a Jeep. Like, okay, if, I agree. if French is going to rap about how much money he got and like how <laughs> he's in the club and he's doing his thing and whatever it is rappers rap about, you got to do better than a Jeep. Yeah. You know? That's I like, agree. Sterling, that's like me for your birthday buying you a skateboard. That's why yeah. they're not together <laughs> anymore, Bobby. <laughs> you Please like, don't. Why? I would kill myself. Like, I'm the most uncoordinated person ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, why do I have a skateboard? You know? That's exactly right. what that's like. <laughs> that's Moving on from unacceptable birthday gifts. Um, Did you know you get a wrinkle every time you turn 30? It's a fact. Fact. That's a fact. I wonder where my wrinkle wrinkle will be. It's in the brain, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like it. Um, She's like, it's like like a real, like, fact. Like. Like a real fact. That you, like. Get a wrinkle. I just feel like I just feel <laughs> it like it took her five minutes to say she gets a wrinkle when you turn thirty. <laughs> and I, did you know Jesus is thirty three when oh he died? <laughs> did you know? And then what did Chloe respond with? Yeah, I think I heard. I that heard a that time a few times. Two. Oh god, <laughs> it's all so inappropriate. It's all so inappropriate. <laughs> um, I know. I'm seriously. I, it's boring and it's inappropriate. Now Jesse and it's I brain are numbing. It's, <laughs> <laughs> he's getting wrinkles in go. his brain right now. Um, Jesse and I are getting relatively close to 30. Not too close, but relatively. Watch your mouth, Bobby. Well, I'm sorry. I had to tell the truth. What's that feel like? It, it's you, well, well, Sterling. Tell Sterling's me. our little 13-year-old on the panel. Sterling. Uh, oh, we have another year. Tell me, <laughs> oh tell me what it's like to be almost have that wrinkle, guys. I'll tell you what it's like. It doesn't make a damn difference. I, I know, like, 30, 40, like, these are milestone ages. But let's not take half a show to talk about this, Chloe. You have everything... That's what I said earlier, and you said the difference between 29 and 30 is a big deal. I was, so. being, I was being facetious. Uh-huh. I was being you facetious. You seem like you were earlier. <sighs> He's trying to cover it up now. I, I can't wait to turn 30. It'll be about two years. That's fine with me. Whatever. Um, Sterling, it'll Great. be about 17 years for you. Yep. Uh, let me know when you get your driver's permit, by the okay. way. We'd love, to, we'd love to buy you a Jeep. <laughs> I feel free to buy me a Jeep right now. I know, seriously. Um, Okay, Chloe. Is Chloe right 
to have her quarter life crisis? I mean, I know that's a weird question to say. Are you right to do your own personal thing? But I mean, are, are we buying it? Do we accept it? I know she's been through a lot with Lamar. That was a relatively longer time ago, longer she than Scott's She feels left situation. out. That's all it is. She feels left so? out because, look, Kim is married to Kanye. She has a baby. Courtney, yeah, she's iffy with Scott, but she's been solid with Scott for seven years. And they have three kids. And she is divorced. I mean, she's dating... French Montana. <laughs> I yo, mean, yo, this is like, girl, yo, this is French Montana. And honestly, like, if for her to make that remark about Lamar, about how she, if she had it her way, she would still be married to Lamar today. She was still in love with Lamar. That just proves French. I mean, yeah, he's just a replacement to cover up her feelings right now. Yeah, which she's not happy. Rebound. Maybe is why French just bought her a Jeep. You buy a Maserati <laughs> for a girl you care about. You buy a Jeep for the rebound, right? Well, it's yeah. his Chloe baby. He doesn't know if it's so serious. Yeah, for a Maserati to, level. supposed to laugh. <laughs> you always tell um, us we're supposed to laugh, but we never do. Well, yeah. it's usually pretty funny, and you guys miss it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to Chloe. <laughs> I'm just saying, she's sad. Let her be sad. Everybody's sad. Everybody, here's what I see. I'm going to tell you what I see like it matters. Tell us, Bobby. Everybody on this show is sad. Everybody on this show has a lot of money. Money does not cure depression. I'm not saying that. But everybody on the show is very well off in life. They have successful careers in what they do. They have a beautiful family. Let's not forget that. The family as a whole is great and beautiful and fun. And all families fight, but you know, more or less they're great. They can go wherever they want. Part of that's money. Part of that's also lifestyle that they've earned for themselves. They are respected in the industries they are in. I know people on television stuff make fun of them and whatever, but they're respected in what they do in the clothing lines and in things like that. They've had very <laughs> successful careers. And yet I see a lot of very sad people on this show. Now, Scott has an issue with alcohol and his parents, so I understand his emotions. Everybody else on this show I'm looking at and I'm saying, I don't know if you really get how lucky you are. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times, I know a lot of non-viewers of the Kardashians, that's their whole theory. These people are, they don't deserve to be famous, they don't know how lucky they are, whatever the argument is. A lot of viewers obviously feel differently and that's why they watch. I have never felt this way about the Kardashians in any season, in any series, in any spinoff until now. I always thought they really pretty well balanced out the whole, you know, we're not normal people, we're celebrities, but hey, we act like normal people too. I thought they did that balance pretty well. I don't think they're doing it very well right now. Courtney's yeah. bitching. Chloe's bitching. Chris comes and bitches. Kim always bitches. And yeah. she's not doing it as bad this time. It's driving me up the wall, as you can see. I am not going to defend them all the way, but I will say that, I mean, we all have our moments when we just start, you know, bitching about everything and we don't sit back and realize all the I'm stuff now. we have. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we all do it, like, because we're having a bad day and we just need to vent, you know? And Chloe has <laughs> gone through a lot. It was a really heavy uh, breakup she went through. And and I thought it was a little insensitive of Chris to be like, well, what's wrong? Like, I can't believe she said she would uh, still be with Lamar if she had a choice. Like, it's that easy to just stop loving someone, you know? Uh, and despite you. whatever Lamar was going through or what he's still going through, I mean, she loved him. I think that was a genuine relationship, and I think she still would be with him. But sometimes you just can't be with someone because of their personal issues or whatever they're going through, and that's just too much for you to for you to take on. But that doesn't mean she loves him any less. Like, she was in love with him. She probably will always love him. It's just is circumstances that are keeping them apart. So I think that's hard to deal with, especially when you're 
were trying to start a family. We saw that on the show, on their show, that she was ready to have kids with him. They were ready to have that whole that whole lifestyle that she wanted. And that was all ripped away from her. I'm with you. I'm with you both in both the points you're making. Maybe I'm talking about something slightly differently and it's, you know, we're, we're talking, we're all right, but there's a balance when you have all the money, all the time, all the assets, all the ability, all money the connections. Can't, money can't buy happenness. It doesn't. Bobby. And I'm not saying it buys happiness, but I am saying the you have to be very, it fills a void though. It fills a void. Yeah. I know if I could go shopping every day, when every time <laughs> I got sad. <laughs> exactly. But, but listen, and it's, and it's more than just the money. It's, it's everything combined. And it's the idea that it's not even that they should be grateful because they are rich because money does not buy happiness, but they need to understand how it looks for us viewers who are normal people and who have thus far supported them. And maybe I'm alone in thinking this, maybe I'm not, but who have thus far supported them and then say this, see this and say, you know what? You guys are starting to seem a little ungrateful. You're starting to seem a little like you've lost your mojo, like what, what you know, to, how special you are and how blessed you are. And you're really just complaining about everything. And it's mm-hmm. a downer. And that's part of why the show is so boring. Let's be honest. They think they're better than everybody. They do. And they should because they're different. And I understand that. I'm but different. you can't, you I'm can't, different. you can't let that come across. And they're starting to, not in a cocky way, but just in kind of a drudgery, woe is me way. Yeah, woe is I not agree. you. You have issues. That. We all do. But come on. They're playing the victim when You're there are lucky. bigger victims there. are much bigger victims, and they are very lucky. I would love to trade places with them. I would do their life very differently than they would. Maybe they should go to Thailand again. Maybe they should. Mm-hmm. That Stay would be that a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> and, and adopt those kids or yeah. try to adopt those kids. Yeah. Or whatever. What was that her name? Pink? Yeah. Was it Pink? I think so, yeah. yeah. This is from regular Kardashian show. Um, we just got the wrap it up sign, so let's do a couple more minutes on this real briefly. So let's not wrap it up. Let's not wrap it up. We got a couple <laughs> minutes. We got five minutes. Let's go to predictions. Okay. Your Kick it off, Jesse. She said she. All right. All right. Go for it. Well, okay. First one. I'm just going off the previews. They say Jonathan's a leak. I think what's going to happen is Jonathan's going to forgive Kim for accusing him of being the leak because but he probably he really is, was the leak. He is money hungry, and he he's is, not going to give up those Kardashians. He is undoubtedly the leak. Oh well, probably. he's the mole. Well, why did he? Th- I don't know. I just feel like there's not going to be as much drama as we think there is. From like, now on uh, in this show, we'll call him Molathan. <laughs> And, okay, Kermit. Uh, um, yeah, I think um, Scott's obviously going to leave rehab, and I think nothing's going to change. And I think him and Courtney are just going to continue, and it's going to be like this the whole season. Sounds wonderful. Um, that sounds really exciting and <laughs> lots of fun stuff. I mean, I'm just, I'm just so disappointed. I've never been so like like watched a show and been like, oh my god, is this almost over? Like we literally almost fast forwarded it. Seriously, I hate to say that, but we did. All three of us asked independently if we can go home. I heard a lot of yawns. I'm not saying that, like, and I'm not saying our three opinions are, are like, cut and dry, the final opinions. Obviously, not, you know, a lot of people are going to disagree with us, but I know a lot of people feel the same way we do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, back to predictions. Do it. I, um, here's the thing. So, since we know what's happening in real time with the Kardashians, aka they're all at the American Music Awards right now, um, we know that um, Scott is still promoting parties to this day. He's still making those appearances uh, out at clubs, this whole thing. So if this whole rehab thing was going to be effective, that means he needs to get out of the clubs. That means he needs to find a new way to make income because that's not healthy for someone who's addicted to what comes with that lifestyle. 
and to the substances that are involved there. So for him to kind of dive back in, I mean, that was this summer. We weren't, this was just a few months ago. We can't be cure-all, and I know he's drinking and this sort of stuff. So when those temptations are there, that's what makes me nervous, especially for someone who was just in rehab a few I, months ago. I know a couple seasons ago we saw Scott's restaurant business story. I would I like know. to see more I of that liked story. That. I that. Yeah. totally forgot about that. And then yeah. we even saw him in like a car place. Like he was doing some work at would, a car I place. I would rather see his business because he does have some business interests. I would rather see that if he's still doing that. And I think he's so personable. I think he's so personable, has a great, you know, personality, connects with people, and everyone loves him. I mean, we loved, you either love him or you love to hate him. Either way, you're still, you still love him. Yeah. He's so, my favorite. Yeah, he's great. And I feel like he can be successful in other areas that don't involve him being at a club all night. I think for my predictions, very quickly, uh, Kerry does not go to Spain. Kalinda will kill Bishop. Kerry's going to go free with Dante. And Kalinda will take the Barcelona offer. What Same. are you talking about? Man, oh. that's the wrong show. Sorry. I did that purposely. I don't give a damn. I'm not going to predict anything. I don't care. Ooh, I got another it one. doesn't matter. It Lamar doesn't and matter. Chloe are going to end up back together. Or we're going to see Lamar again. If, folks, if you guys are Good Wife watchers, those are my predictions on The Good Wife. I'll be doing those right now. This next hour here on AfterBuzz, we're done. Social media, Jesse. If they wanted to tweet you where can they find you they can find me on twitter and instagram at miss jesse owen and i'm on the twitters and the instagrams at sterling Cates. i'm on twitter at bobby demiro i would give you my instagram but sterling takes it more seriously so at sterling Cates Woo! on instagram <laughs> that's it this week on courtney and chloe take some stupid city nobody cares about we'll see you next week right here on after buzz tv happy thanksgiving oh yeah happy thanksgiving from executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bye, Felicia. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.